Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson. I'm joined by two of my friends and a special guest again we invited back because we loved him so much the first time. Uh, Mr. Joe Crabb is here with us. Hello, Joe. Hey, what up, We invited you back. I was just wondering (laughs) when you and CT are going to become friends. Wow. (laughs) Two very good friends. You know, that's really funny that uh, you brought that up. Wow. Yep, I'm here with you. Good I to have you. you yeah. Man, I love you, buddy. <laughs> Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. And our very dear, near Hello. Friend, friend, Mr. C.T. Eldridge. Best friend. <laughs> Man, I'm not that insecure that I need. <laughs> well, we're off to a great start, everybody. Hey, listen, here we it go. It fits for the topic because we're talking about retreats, and retreats are a ton of fun. They are. So we let's love retreats. I think it brings our staff together uh, a ton. And I'm sure we'll talk about uh, that a little bit in this episode, but um, within it, we're talking now part two of retreats. Yes, sir. So um, some time ago, we spent um, an episode walking through part one or pre-planning for retreats, everything from branding, um, choosing our sermons to a leader training, parents packets, all that type of stuff. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that one yet, go ahead back and find that in the archive. But today we're going to be talking about uh, the retreat in itself or mm-hmm. on-site. A little yep. bit of pre-stuff maybe we'll get into if yeah. it relates. Yeah, so let's, let's just be flexible to go there, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Um, but I want to just talk through what our process uh, looks like during the week. And I'll just start off by saying we've partnered with a great camp. It's a Young Life camp. Mm-hmm. We have roughly a three-and-a-half-hour drive, mm-hmm. I think is fair to say. In a school bus. Yeah. yeah. yeah three hours if I'm driving, three-and-a-half hours if a school bus is driving. Actually, 252 if I'm driving. Actually, three-and-a-half if you're driving because you usually end up getting pulled over. <laughs> I got pulled over one time. I got pulled over this last time, too. Oh, that's yeah. right. I got a you big ticket. I was jamming. and like I think I had the window down. He was down. listening to that old-school Toby Mac. Hey. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. Wow. No judgment. Toby, what's up? <laughs> Toby, huge fan of the huge podcast. Huge fan of the podcast. Thanks for listening, man. Uh, glad. Yeah, we'll move on. This is awesome. Man, we're going to have a fun one today. We're going to wrangle it in, though, guys. So thanks for listening. I want to talk today everything from um, what small group leader roles are to how we connect with parents, yes, sir. our staff, um, campus responsibilities during the week. I've made a few notes here about students as well as just overall what we hope are the impactful moments of a retreat. So yeah. I want to dive right in with you guys and uh, talk a little bit about uh, students arriving. Let's just go like, here they come. They are here. We've booked buses. For us, we take school buses, which is a central responsibility. So if you're a part of the central team for us, central will um, allocate those buses. We typically use the same company. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yeah, for the most part. Yep. And we've had some back and forth with them, I think, in times. I remember one time they were going to send different buses and we had to go back and forth. But anyways, we've booked buses. Um, You know, everybody's lined up. We have all the forms in. Kim, talk to me a little bit about when students arrive at a campus, what happens. So each campus is responsible for actually getting the students up there. Again, Central Mm -hmm. helps provide the transportation. We reserve all the uh, mini buses here that we have at the church, but also then provide the extra a transportation of school buses and allocate those and make sure everyone is covered um, alongside the campus 
being responsible for that too, uh, with their numbers and where they're at, making sure they have drivers for the minibuses. And from there, each campus hosts their own check-in or registration, or if they're like, it's actually going to be easier because of drivers or the amount of students, we're going to come over to another campus. Mm -hmm. Um, They partner together. Um, So we, about a week out before the retreat, if not further, we always love to try and um, go further out if possible. We get all the details for transportation, times, locations, when they're going to leave, from what campus, for each of the campuses. Because we want to set up the parents for success, for them to know, here's what time I need to have my student there. Here's the packing list. Here's um, all the different details for that Friday when we leave and where I'm taking my student um, so that they know best and that they're in the know because a lot of them are coming straight from school or um, from a sporting activity. And so we just want to set them up for success in that. And then they run the check-in. They collect medications to give to the nurse once they arrive at camp. Some of our campuses have the nurse on site, dependent on um, if they are from that campus or the size of the campuses. Um, And from there, they load up the buses and head up to camp. And we make one bathroom stop and one bathroom stop only. That's right. um, Just to help We have had kids pee and poop their pants, though. (laughs) Legit. (laughs) (laughs) One of our guys, like, what his his first retreat. He he was driving up to camp, and what is it? We have to stop to go to the bathroom, and so he went and fu- like stopped emergency stop all that stuff, and found out that his dude who ran in had pooped himself. <laughs> wow! Yeah, so he had was, like first retreat, oh. a few months into the job, so he had to, like go back into the bus, find this guy's luggage, grab all of his stuff for him, while trying to be super discreet as well. So like, because you don't want to like, embarrass the student, and you, you want to care see my for face right now. Yeah, y'all, the things that they don't teach you in college, right? Like, those are the things that you can never learn I anywhere. I feel like I was here for that, wasn't I? Yeah, you were yes. here for oh, it. Yeah. I, it I was know one of CT's predecessors. Yes, I know exactly oh, who this yeah. was. What a legacy. Yes, what a legacy. I <laughs> you actually, stand upon the shoulders of those who were I was just, I, I'll just mention this. I did a retreat years ago for Darren Kaiser, who's now with Orange. Okay, And awesome. um, we were going up into a camp in New York, and one of his kids was, like, bundled up head to toe, like, I mean, coat, hat, everything yeah. sitting on the bus. And one of the leaders asked him, like, why are you so bundled up? And he's like, I really have to pee, and I know we're not stopping, so I'm trying to sweat it out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like wow. the middle schooler who just doesn't have this. I love the logic. So, <laughs> Does that work? I don't, I don't think so. So, Darren like Kaiser, if yeah. you're listening, do you remember that? Oh that, that was awesome. At least if he um, does go, he's got multiple layers to soak it up. Wow. One of the things – yeah, yeah, that's true. Mask the smell for a while. One of the things that uh, – Kim shared, I think it was a great practical tip. Like many guys maybe didn't think about this and we didn't think about it until really financially it made the most viable sense is that is use school buses. Yeah. Especially yes. if it is a three hour like away. Tra- and some of you guys are going cross state lines and maybe that's not possible or eight hours in a school bus is not possible because of bathroom breaks and not wanting to stop all the time. But like if you're within that like two, three hour range, then like contact your local stu- school district, whatever it be and like Get and they do that. They do let you contract out their individuals. It's a lot yep. cheaper than a charter bus and everything. Uh, so definitely do that. And another hack for, um, sorry, Justin, another hack here for uh, um, nurses is that the things that we've been doing is that whether it's a Polaroid camera um, or even yes, just an iPhone, huge. 
when a kid has to drop off their medicine, the nurse, and we have an assistant with them, uh, sometimes it's just an intern or a small group leader, they take a picture of that student and then write their name. Uh, and they print, so they have that Polaroid photo and they put it in the bag with their medicine. Yep. So now you're not just asking for like, hey, where's Johnny? Um, like, you know who Johnny is. And you can uh, identify him in a room of students yep. as well. Or we do it now with even like, like just an iPhone. You just take that pic and everything with iMessage on a MacBook. You just drop that into a spreadsheet. Uh, and so you can be able to like see right there um, in that whole log that they're keeping that student, their medicine, who they are, like so on campus and everything. So like just some quick, quick practical tips there. Yep. Um, and I, I love that, you know, we do that where some campuses, they decide amongst themselves where it's easier for transportation logistics wise to be like, hey, Romeo is going to, you know, going to meet at Lapeer or Lake Orion, uh, you know, campus and like they're going to do it together because that frees up now a minibus to be able to go to another campus. And so that way we don't have to get then, you know, five school buses. We can only get four school buses and save some money. So again, that we talked about this a little bit in the last streets is that collaborative compromise that yeah. allows us to greater win. Um, and again, being ahead of the game, doing registration cutoff a couple of weeks early gives you more space to be able to do that uh, and give ample time to communicate with parents those final details of like, hey, we're actually going to be doing check-in down the road as opposed to at our campus or so yeah. on. So, and, and with that, we probably won't take a ton of time of it, but we're really strategic even with high schoolers, especially middle schoolers, about the bus ride up, providing activities, yep. things to do. And, and that would probably be a great thing to drop in uh, the notes, just some, yep. some, of, some hypothetical things that we've done over the time to really fill that. Um, you know, we always want to be proactive versus reactive. So instead of kids making poor choices and that type of thing within that time, let's give them something to do where they're active. And that's really helped on our middle school retreats, I know for sure. I want to um, get in. One of the things I've loved, I'm watching uh, Joe, even your vision, Kim, helping it to flesh out and um, the rest of our team as well, is just some of the intricate details. And I'm just going to rattle them off. And then I want to dive into a little bit about what our sessions look like like yeah. because um you guys when when students and leaders roll up we have luggage unloaded typically for the most part yep. where yep. kids are taking it we're helping them to find their cabins we have giant um six seven foot eight foot banners with where the cabins are located they're lit up because by the time we're rolling up to camp it's like eight nine o'clock it's dark up yep. there uh so we're we're putting that out we're having kids go right to their cabins for some of the time when they get there they're finding a snack on their bed or that type of thing and yep. just you know again just thinking through first impressions of all those things uh, our work team is already up there prepping stuff. The yep. band is usually in their final walkthroughs of mm -hmm. um, session number one. At times, they're uh, blitzing because we're not ready. We've had some type of <laughs> malfunction. Never. Or, never, never, never. <laughs> or they're even on to session number two or three, you know, in rehearsal. So they're yeah. just really intricate about that. And I want to just push you to say, what are the first impressions when students and leaders get to camp that you can be thinking through? Mm -hmm. Because all this stuff that, you know, we're doing is good, but you've probably um, thought about your people a little bit more than we have, right? Come on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, so you know your good. people, you know what they would love, they would expect yep. and um, dive into that. If you have something great, we'd love to hear that, yes. that yeah, that's true. too. Yeah. Um, we primarily have 
four sessions during a retreat weekend, a Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. And we've done some variations of those. We've taken a Saturday morning or uniquely a Sunday morning. And within that, we've offered like little offshoot classes where instead yep. of having a big session, yep. we might have worship and then we'll have eight or 10 teachers throughout the camp teaching yep. on different subjects. So we've done a bunch of different things, but why don't you guys walk through what a session typically looks like for us, even Friday night, because I think we do something a little bit unique in that yeah, we from do. being yeah. at a lot of camps. Mm-hmm. We guys walk us through what those sessions look like, and then let's bounce back after that, and let's talk about the purpose of yeah. our sessions. Yeah, I think one of the, the the biggest wins is obviously knowing that like the planning for all of it happens so far in advance that you know it just gives you a greater foundation. Um, actually, tomorrow... Uh, Kim and I are having our first production meeting uh, for fall retreat, which is over two months away. Wow! Uh, and so, and then there's a there's a team even that goes up early. Yep, that's to what I was set say. everything. Right? Yes. We have uh, usually over the last couple of retreats, probably the last four or five retreats, the earliest person has gotten up there Wednesday night. Wow! Uh, and that is to begin doing the things that they can do, so they get in the way of others when they arrive Thursday afternoon. Generally, the a majority of our band and tech arrive. Thursday around 1 p.m. after a stop at Panera or Buffalo Wild Wings, depending on uh, where the allegiance lies. A lot of drama and tension around that currently. (laughs) That's true. Uh, And so uh, from there, like, so if we have to have like the giant lift up on the stage, well, let's get somebody up there on Wednesday night. So first thing Thursday morning, they can get that out there and get as much of that cranked out. So that way, by the time loading needs to occur, they're not holding everybody up. You and me, I, I left last year for fall retreat at 4 a.m. on Thursday morning. Yeah. So I can get there at 7 to help rig stuff up to the roof um, of the, the, the auditorium so we Let, could be ready ju- to roll. Let's yeah. just pick that out real quick. Yeah. Because, um, you guys, this is the team effort. Yep. You have yeah. the student pastor at the largest campus um, that we currently have up there helping rig stuff. And I'm not doing that because Joe's sitting in the room, but I'm doing that because there's a thought process of that. If you're the big, big campus, or maybe you have the most students going, maybe you should be equipping volunteers and your team members, your leaders enough that you could step back and prime the way. And um, the central team can be a part of that. Lean into other departments, lean into the Mm -hmm. rest of the central team um, to, you know, come up early and and help with that. It's just a, a huge win. Yeah. And a full confidence in knowing that like the individual and that was actually unique because we weren't even able to do our check-in at our campus because of Ravi Zacharias being here. That's right. And so we had to do it at a middle school for the very first time. And Ravi, thanks for listening. Appreciate the love. (laughs) Love Uh, the shout out. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Ravi's going to get a bump in followers after this, that multi-multi plug. Uh, (laughs) But just, yeah, you said you have that full confidence in your team that they're able to be able to lead out those other aspects of it because um, of just all the prep that's been done beforehand from central on down for it. So yeah, so we have our team, they've come up on Thursday. By Thursday night, uh, Trev is here, uh, our, our tech guy who uh, helps with all that loading and so on. I think the goal by Thursday night is you have lines ran, lights up, stage set, and then even a, a little bit of that run-through piece of like doing sound check, and then the next morning you have breakfast and start at least by then band call time um, is midway through on that Friday, and so they get up there and they start running through stuff, and we have a great person who's a volunteer who is our like our PA. Shout out uh, to Kristen Gray. She, That's right. She crushes it. Um, she's team mom. 
uh, and keeps <laughs> everybody like in line and in check. But she just keeps yeah. those things moving along. Um, again, a lot of this is what we've learned throughout the years as to what sets it up for success. But again, from the production meetings that are happening beforehand to being intentional about song choices to realizing that some of our campuses before that weekend have live worship experiences in their student ministry setting and others don't. So how are you introducing some of those songs to them? So by putting the Spotify playlist out there early to intentionally challenging the guys to make sure that at least one time prior to um, that they are having those live worship experiences. So there's a number of different things that help that we intentionally think about in leading up to the retreat to promote engagement uh, and create sure. an environment for students to be able to engage uh, with what God has from that weekend. So. That's awesome. And um, CT, you know, a part of what we're doing right even at the beginning of the session. So Friday night, students are rolling in, they're putting their stuff down, they're fighting over bunks, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And then as they're getting there, we have students wait outside yeah. uh, to build up a little hype. For sure. And uh, that's, that's been fun. You've I probably, oh, you've yeah. probably seen so that. And um, then within it, we're diving right into session. So we come in, um, we'll have some hype music playing and that type of thing. You know, the normal retreat bounds within that. Then uh, we'll do a countdown and yeah. students are going right into usually an up you know, an up, upbeat, up-paced song. Or and, opener, um, visual, something yeah, to engage yeah. them, bring them into the weekend and set the tone. Yeah, and we've done everything from um, beach balls, you know, hung up in the air to confetti <laughs> cannons. We have done a beach ball drop. Uh, there's like 200 beach balls in... Um, <laughs> I think we almost lost again. <laughs> we did. Um, wow. Yeah. We have so, video of a kid just getting smoked with like 15 beats. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that's awesome. We'll usually on the front end of the Friday night session have um, probably three, four songs. And then either our host or we'll dive right into the message. And uh, Friday night, we try and keep the message. Give me a little bit of, of bounds on that. Anybody want to speak to that? Yeah. So Friday night session, we want it, like we understand that a lot of our students are coming off of school. They might have been up at five thirty, six, six thirty in the morning. They've been at school all day. Then they got to the church at like five o'clock. They've been sitting on a bus for the last couple of hours, right? So we we very much are mindful of the energy in the room. And so usually it is. It's like two, three songs of worship or an opener and then two songs of worship. You should keep it up from that medium to like upbeat yep. sort of song. And then uh, for middle school, like a, a host would come out um, or like, well, actually I think both times it's the, the, uh, the teacher preacher comes out, we do the message and that's meant to be like no more than 20 minutes and really intentional, really sharpened. And we've done that in the teaching team meetings leading up before that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to stop you because, yeah. um, so one of the unique things, I don't know, CT, the other churches you've been a part of, or, or Kim just even watching it, when we're, when we're in the planning process and we're doing our, our sermon prep and everything like that, um, CT, tell me a little bit about what our process looks like. We're meeting beforehand, right, to yep. go through notes and stuff like that? Yeah, correct. I mean, it really starts with the roles and responsibilities and the prayer and thinking through that Kim goes uh, through and putting that together. And once the teachers are selected, you know, that we're then reached out to, hey, this is going to be a part of one of your roles for the weekend. And then pretty quickly, we set up a meeting where all the teachers are going to come together. Um, and we really just whiteboard it out. Um, we think big picture, what do our students need? What's going to connect? What fits with the flow of the rest of curriculum for the, for the year, both coming into the weekend and going out of the weekend. Big ideas, all that stuff. Yep. 
And um, and then we, you know, we start to say big picture, what are we going to do? And then narrow it down to the four messages. Uh, what's going to be our primary scripture passage? What's going to be our big idea? Uh, also, I think what's going to be the um, energy uh, in the room that night and what's going to mm-hmm. fit with the timing of it. Um, you know, a Sunday morning message, finishing up the retreat is going to look a lot different than Saturday night, going to look a lot different than Friday night. Um, and so we talk through a lot of those dynamics. Um, and it's just a awesome experience of collaborating over um, God's word and ministering it to students. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, one of the things I think we're really um, invested in here at Woodside is because of having such a great team. Um, Kim, I know you've often spoken to um, what people should be doing, what sessions, just as, you know, CT is talking through the aspect of picking the right people. But we've also made the decision for four or five years now to use our own team versus a speaker. And we found a a ton of value in that. Yeah. Um, It's just been good, again, you know, to mention and have uh, a familiar face up there with students. And that's worked out well. And I think it spoke to uh, what CT shared in this last episode, too, of, you know, just once his students saw him up on that stage and the fact that, like, his campus or their campus was represented, like, the ownership and the just bridging the gap that we are one church as Woodside. Um, So, yeah, to be able to connect with students, other students from other campuses, you know, as CT shares, like, his story or pieces of his message and a girl or guy from the Warren campus is listening and is like, man, that's that's exactly where I'm at or what I need to hear. They now have someone else to go and um, speak to and confide in and talk to. Uh, so it has been a huge win over the years to have our team up there. And it also develops them, their yeah. speaking abilities, their leadership. Speaking of development within that, I'm one of the one of the big things that we've we've done is we've actually had our team that's teaching on the weekend pre-teach the message. Don't talk about that. Yeah. So the process that we go through is like CT said, once those individuals who are communicating are are picked, and there's a, there's a couple of things that go into that that process. And they're like, so you know, CT's preached already there. I mm-hmm. preached there. EJ, you've been on there before. Um, and some of our other guys, what we see is even the development to getting to that point is I think of a guy like Evan uh, at our Warren campus, newer to the team. And this summer, he actually preached at two of our milestone events where he preached at uh, our fifth to sixth grade milestone event called Jumpstart and our eighth to ninth grade event that we just wrapped up yesterday called Fresh Start. Yeah. Uh, but that gave him an opportunity to kind of get in front of a, I mean, a smaller group of students, gain some confidence, us as a team, to maybe to see him preach and, and teach and develop uh, a bit. And so that way, when we're thinking through, okay, for middle school this year, when, uh, cause we're two weekends, when his campus goes, where would be a good fit for Evan developmentally? Like myself, I bring in a guy like a CT or DP or Ben and be like, Hey, you know, how do you want to encourage and develop and coach him as he prepares to bring the word on that Saturday morning or that Sunday morning? And so to give an insight into that process is to, well, you guys have 14 campuses, 15 campuses. Right. How do you pick out of a weekend that has four sessions? Mm-hmm. Who are those four guys? And again, 
there Whoever are hits their deadlines. Ah, yeah, there you <laughs> I'm go. Just Gotta earn it. <laughs> but we have that first one, that whiteboard meeting, yeah. uh, in which we kind of yeah. just map things out and then walk away with you know some some pieces to kind of process through, pray through, and we get back together that next time and we start saying, all right, here's where I'm at with like a big idea. Here's where I'm at with a flow, mm-hmm. an illustration, a takeaway point. Here's where I'm wrestling with this. And one of the things, and it, it was it was a healthy tension that we had for this past last year's fall retreat of not stepping on each other's toes. Right. And, of just saying, like, hey, I know you want to share that. That is not gonna that's gonna fit better on the Sunday morning message. Yeah. Right. Or that's gonna fit better here on the Saturday night message. And so like being able to again collaboratively compromise with one another is saying, ah, okay, I need to to let go of that, relinquish that, so I can focus on this link because there is a singular thread that's going to go through and how are we going to kind of tie that together, complement one another well, uh, and really just be focused on what that session needs to be. And so then you kind of even see it fully fleshed out. So about two, three weeks before the actual retreat, we gather together in our meeting space. Every guy gets up on stage. They put the pack on. Uh, and they preach to that room that is the other communicators. Uh, sometimes we bring in someone else. EJ, you've sat in on that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just they preach the message. We give feedback. The next guy goes up. Yeah. Um, and so that allows us to hear it. And it's really beneficial for like the, the third, fourth communicator in the lineup because it allows them to say, okay, he's going to say that. And I want to make sure that I reference back to that or I tie it in here or I can see how it would complement with my third point on that Sunday morning message to call back to what he said first thing Friday night. And so it allows us to really kind of work some of those kinks out yeah. a bit. Um, and, and again, just better prepare for what it is that God wants to speak through us into those students during that week. And it's really quite the undertaking for winter experience where we're having two weekends mm. and generally seven or eight unique communicators right and which the collaboration piece is even bigger because you and me are collaborating on a singular message friday night i'm speaking weekend one friday night you're speaking weekend two right um which is again it just it helps but, more and, and more, the reason yeah. that we do some of that too is just purely for production and slides and all those type of things yeah. we're banking on the multi-site aspect yep you know just just being wise good stewards i want to i want to talk within that because joe you mentioned something um and I, I want to first say, like, if you're getting the impression right now, wow, they're so formulated, they're so formulated, they're down to it. The reality is, is we try, but I would say I've seen more of our communicators on their face, on their knees, crying mm. out to the mm-hmm. Lord before they speak in our context. Um, it's It just always blows me away to see that. So the, God is working in our planning. He's also, you know, in that moment, the Holy Spirit, I see these guys scribbling notes, all those type of things. It's awesome. But response is a big thing for us. Like we're there not only to, to connect with kids and see them, but we've also taken a a really, really, um, uh, finite or planned. How are students going to respond in these moments? Whether that's Friday night, are they excited? what is God going to do this weekend and get them processing that? Or, you know, Saturday morning, are you ready to give something up? Are you ready to flee or run from that sin? Those type of things. And then Saturday is typically like most camps across the country are are heavy response. Walk through, just give people some glimpses of what we've done. Whoever wants to spitball within that. Yeah. I remember, um, for OWE, we gave out pieces of paper on Friday. 
Um, yeah. And it was after the message, it was simply, what do you got? What do you want God to do in your life? Tonight? Just priming that yep. foreshadowing. Exactly. And asking yeah. God to move. Gave uh, sort of a jump start, jump start to small group that night because they had something they could hand to their small group leader. Um, and we assured them only your small group leader is going to see this. Um, and it really gave them something to, of substance going on in that student's live. Yeah. Going into small group. Yeah. What it, what, it was a perforated card that said, I think that's the same thing up at the top. It says, you know, what do you want God to do in your life? Like mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, and it was, we gave him the option, Hey, write one for yourself, write one for your small group leader. Uh, and that third one, if you want, if there's maybe a friend here that's or right. your pastor or, or yeah, whoever that might be that you want to give that to. Um, but it was their choice for sure. You write one to yourself, want you to give one to your small group leader. Uh, and then go ahead. If you want to give it to, to somebody else to invite them in on that. But that's part of even like, we're trying to keep the session short on that Friday night. Um, and so how do you promote engagement and even really, how do you make that small group time on that Friday night fruitful? You know, I think that we think session and small group cause they do complement one another cause all the small group is based off the of session. So how do you make a Friday night small group time at 1130, a fruitful small group time mm-hmm. when they've been up since 630 yeah. in the morning and go, 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 go. And so we're like, let's really just simplify this give them something tangible that they can hold on to and then give to a leader to be a springboard for that night mm-hmm. and also for the rest of the weekend. So that was a big one. And I, a Friday night piece. Yeah. Not a Saturday night right. piece, a Friday but, night piece. But so. yeah, so we, we varied it up. We've done everything from, hey, uh, find your pitcher and place it on another yeah, board. We've really done cool. lanyards with, yep. um, I've decided, I have all access to the Lord. We've done a whole bunch of, of different things, just really neat, tangible yep. things. Um, to do that. And I'm sure you guys have great ideas. Share those with us so we can steal them. And, um, you know, it's been great. Sharpen one another. Yeah. Amen. I think one of the the big things that we found really important too is um, is sending students off on Sunday. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think churches overall with with a retreat, they're like, we just got to get to Saturday night. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we we have four or five sessions typically within that. We've got to think about launching them and them going back just as much. And yeah, yes. we've we've kind of taken a an approach to say we've got to have a ton of um, energy, even with students, because they're you know they've been up two nights straight basically, and <laughs> uh, in going through that and really saying, hey, Sunday is important. CT, I feel like you did a Sunday yep. send off really great job. I remember you had a super powerful illustration, yeah. a movie clip or something like that's that. Right. What was it? A couple of them. Yeah. Um, I started off oh, yeah, that's with an <laughs> examination of the theology of Moana, uh, the missiology of Moana, <laughs> I should get say. A, can we get a little snippet of that? <laughs> um, he saying a little. <laughs> well, I quoted the lyrics, um, and it actually was like a good rap um, when I wasn't singing them. Um, but we did have uh, one of the great things about preaching through the sermon beforehand was Joe was like, dude, let's cue the music up when you start yeah, uh, quoting the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which was a beautiful addition. Uh, just brought it to life. That's brought cool. the students awake on a, uh, after a late night on a Sunday morning. But but Friday night mm-hmm. or Sunday morning are not throwaway sessions. No, for sure. And I, I think being, you know, speaking a ton, like that at a ton of different venues, like when a, a a promoter or a camp director or a youth pastor says, yeah, just really make sure you nail Saturday night and then do what you want. You got to like 
you got to ask them questions. These are not throwaway sessions. No. Any of them, they're all equally important. Yeah, because it sets the tone and then it mm-hmm. sends them off. Yep. Like yeah, it is is very much what keeps the whole retreat like just bound if you think i think of an oreo and i think of it like the, that's great i don't know but like the I'm thing gonna, that thinks it keeps the cream like in the center right yeah, that's, like that's it's, good it's yeah go ahead no let's let's talk that because because all of our sessions actually we set them up kind of in uh, for lack of better term kind of an orange um thought process some that we set them up that our sessions lead into small group yeah yeah yes. mm-hmm. and everything is designed around small group in yep. the campus for our yep. sessions how do we get them back with their um small the people in their small group back with their small group leader obviously we're asking we're you know we're having them respond within a session somehow we've been talking about that yeah but it's like it's going off to the small group it's hey we're setting the table the the cream in the middle is the message and then the other cookie part is now drive it home with the small group leader yeah i was and, thinking the milk you know the oh Oreo wow dunk in it. The milk. Well, are you even, going for baptism there yeah there you go <laughs> all the way under folks even with what uh even with with sharing that like part of that teaching team process as well like having being prepared beforehand allows you to better form like form better questions for mm-hmm. small group leaders mm-hmm. allows you to think through what those times are going to be uh even with what's communicated we mentioned last time in the leader's packet like we share with them you know what is going to happen in the session what response is going to look like uh a lot of time like during like that meeting we'd have with them beforehand at our campus the week leading up to it we we prep them so that they are aware like this is going to happen in the session uh so that i can be best prepared to lead through it uh so so yeah, I, I have a couple of thoughts. I know we we've we've been kind of like secretly texting throughout this podcast and saying there's no way that we're gonna do this there's in a, a single ton section. Fun yeah. for us to still cover, but while we're still here, while CT's still here, I'd love to be able to hear what has been some of the like as you think through sessions, you think through yeah. teaching team, that whole process being a part of the guy of that team. Any other thoughts that you have? Yeah. to speak into and encourage with. Yeah, yeah I want to say if you're a central director and you're getting your teaching team ready and you share with them the idea, hey, our fall retreat is the middle of October, but your message is due and you're going to preach it the end of September. Uh, they may be looking at you like, what? I didn't sign up for this when I signed up for the teaching team. But um, mm-hmm. I would say encourage them in that if they finish that message, they, by the end of September, when the middle of October rolls around and retreat is coming at them, that message is going to be so deep into their hearts and minds. They're going to be ready to experience everything the fall the fall retreat has to offer for you. Um, if they're still pulling that message together, the two days leading up to fall retreat, their heart and their mind are going to be distracted from everything else going on, including engaging with the students. Um, but last year, I was two weeks out ready to go with my message. And so I was fully engaged with everything else the fall retreat had to offer. So cast that vision for them. We want you to be fully open and not consumed with getting your message ready for the rest of the retreat. So get it done two weeks out. Plus you're going to get some feedback. And being able to, EJ even hinted that earlier, that's really good CT. Is that like, we are all prayerfully preparing Mm -hmm. like in that preparation. And uh, I remember years ago having the opportunity hearing Francis Chan speak and he talked about even some of the preparation he takes and prepare like for a message that he just, you, you get to that point, you're praying over mm-hmm. it, uh, and, and that you just get, right before you get on stage, like, Holy Spirit, yeah. just speak, just yeah. move through it. And so having that, op- so some guys, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to have everything finalized because what if something happens? 
Yeah. We already know as communicators that yeah. we are giving space to that. So Absolutely. preparing beforehand does not diminish no. that. If anything, I think it better prepares us for what God would have in yeah. store for us because it does give that opportunity for you to be more in tuned to the other guys who are teaching, yeah. uh, to having those conversations with students and leaders as opposed yeah. to, I got to sneak away for three, four more hours and just put some final touches on my yeah. notes. Uh, so I think that's really key uh, in hitting, uh, in, and kind of, you know, diffusing the myth a little bit of like, or debunking yeah. the myth of it, like, ah, I can't, I can't have that ready end of September. Yeah. You, you can, and you can still prayerfully prepare and be ready to go a few weeks later and create more space for that to happen. So, um, one of the things I think through as we kind of get maybe uh, just thoughts like, like, yeah, don't wrapping wanna, it don't up. Wanna, yeah. Don't want to like not put this out on the field as you mentioned in earlier EJ of like how sometimes we do sessions in that we are always thinking a little bit differently. Um, there are seasons which we've done Friday, Saturday morning, Saturday night and Sunday morning and four speakers. And that's where we're currently at. But there was a time where we did Saturday morning, we did worship together and then they went and they split out and we had five, six different topics that were pre taught on from different staff guys or lay leadership, everything from, uh, you know, how to handle depression, uh, how to dive in deeper to, to God's word, uh, testimony. Yep. All like just different topics that were complementary to what the message series was. One year we did it, um, on a Sunday morning and we did it in response, like what their response was on Saturday night. Uh, so if it was, maybe you didn't have a response because you, you didn't make a decision because you have more questions. We did one that was just a whole Q and a panel about your know, faith, asking questions about Jesus and Christianity, the Bible. One that was like, Hey, you want to live on mission now? Uh, one that was, Hey, you are a brand new believer. What does that mean? What does the next 30 days look like for you as you grow in your faith and, and look to follow Jesus? And so uh, be creative in that as you guys prepare for your teaching. Even if you're going to a, a retreat already, what does that look like for you to have, um, you know, working with that camp and their program in production to do something unique just for your, for your, your church, your context there? And so um, that was something that really struck me. You hit earlier that, hey, maybe someone's not thinking about doing or looking to maybe try something new. This, I know a ton of camps have that as part of their program in their week uh, or weekend. So um, that was, that, that's, I think, is a, is a good creative measure to, to maybe think through. So That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to end on one thing that just popped into my head, something unique that um, I've seen a few churches do. Woodside's one of them is um, the late bus. So, oh, yeah. you know, we that's have some, some students that um, are in Friday football or they're cheerleading, you know, that type of thing, depending on the Marching sports bands. season. Yeah. So we offer a late bus. I've seen churches that have done that Friday night late. They've also done it really early Saturday morning. I think we've done both at different times. Is typically, that right? Yeah. Typically Saturday morning. Saturday though. morning. Yep. So, so here's just a super practical idea. Um, from the host today is if you have the opportunity and you're ahead enough and you've preached those messages, you know what it looks like, have a guy or gal sat down, uh, sit down in front of a camcorder, or even if it's just the audio and, and record that sun or that Friday night message. Mm -hmm. Maybe That's you good. have the capability. We've, we've tinkered with now um, live feeding some of our mm -hmm. messages out and stuff like that. Get it, prepare it so that on that two hour trip or three hour trip, the kids didn't miss a full session. Those, oh, those good. students yeah. were able to see it. And um, that would just be a really uh, great, 
a really great encouragement. Kim's um, taking notes to uh, to <laughs> all of you guys. Learning a lot so, here today. You know, I think I think that's just that's really the good. season, and that's what we want this podcast sure. to be about. We always end, you know, by saying, "Hey, um, if we've given you some type of." Um, encouragement today. We'd love the encouragement back. Please yeah. follow us. Please um, subscribe to the podcast. Rate it. Leave review a review. It. As well as if there's anything we can do, maybe something we talked about today that we can serve you in your ministry, please let us know. We're thankful to be in the trenches with you guys. God bless you. We hope you have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.